0: this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara We hope you enjoy this message For more information or to contact us visit c3church.narara.net Thank you Tim pray over the Word this morning. Father, we thank you that you speak to us. We thank you for your Word. And we do pray for just a clear reality of who you are and of what you're saying to each one of us this morning and uh, how we can walk in that and how we can hear you, Lord God. We thank you for the work of your Spirit and the work of your Word leading us into what is right and true in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. I'm not sure what sort of treat you're talking about there, Tim. All the treats have been had at Christmas time haven't they? Oh, the 23rd. I didn't quite realise it was the 23rd this morning either, Hudson, but... Um, it's, oh, the 23rd. The, the end of 2023, sorry. It's, good. it's a bit of a relaxed vibe this morning, isn't there? Holiday mode, people visiting. Welcome if you're visiting. Sorry we can't do coffee with you. We can just think about it, I suppose. It goes like that. It's good. 2023, just sometimes this time of year, you think about it, 2023 or the year that's just been, and was it a good one? Did you finish something? Did you start something? Do you want to do better next year? Often people start, you know, they've eaten a lot in December, they get to after, it's more like tomorrow or the next day and they start, oh, maybe I should go to the gym. i go to the gym. I did that once. I did, it was 60 bucks, it was three months, gym membership, Me and another young guy, got real excited, Keen. went to the gym, oh this is good on the machines, we went twice, it's not too bad, It's like 30 bucks each time, um, and, um, and my real gym career started when my wife look, sort of looked at me one day with a bit of a look, have you, I don't know if you're married, if you had one of those looks before John, and they just sort of look at you. And you know, it's like what, what? Anyway, she said, you know, you could bulk out a little bit. I was like, whoa! whoa. What? What did you just say? I was like, hang on a minute. Hell yeah! Yeah, you, you could you, you could do some weights. You could go you could go to the gym. I thought, oh. And then you look in the mirror. You're like, hey, where? Like yeah, you could go. You could go to the gym, and then I'm like thinking about it all day, and then later she's like, Monday. I'm like, what? I've signed you up. There's a gym on Monday night. I've signed you up. I mean, I would never do that to her. <laughs> but I am very grateful, you know, because I had, you know, some weak muscles in my back, and now they're a lot stronger, and my core. I think I've got more, you know, when you get to my age, usually you've got one ab um, in your 40s. And I'm still hanging on to a couple. And it, thankfully to my wife that I listened to her. I listened to her and um, I, I'm not, I, it doesn't mean I can say that to her, but it means that I'm grateful. But yeah, this, this time of year we think about the year that's gone. I love you, darling. Um, and we move forward into this, this year. And, and I just want to ask you this morning, you know, if you think about what you've done last year, you, you know, is God in it? Is God in your year? You, do you remember, did you encounter the love of God? God loves you. He loves you with immeasurable love. And did you walk in that? This year, did you follow Christ? Did you listen to him? Did he speak to you? Well, that year's just about gone. It's put in the past. If it wasn't good, don't worry. Let's move forward into this year. Let's walk with God in this year coming. Let's listen to him like I listened to my wife and reap the benefits. God loves you and he wants to be a big part of you doing well this year and getting to know him. He's passionate for you to do well in him. He has a plan and a purpose. Uh, in in him, and he he knows who you are, and he wants you to simply walk with him. Uh, We have this great story uh, in our family, in Sarah's family, actually, and Nadia and Tony and Tanya, I've been talking to Tanya a little bit about it, and they're Russian, praise the Lord. It was a good Christmas, Russian food, they uh, they just do it really well, and uh, yeah, and it started earlier in the 1900s when unfortunately uh, Tanya's great-great-grandfather was uh, after the the end of the First World War and um, Lenin sort of fought the first Tsar and I don't know how it all panned out but her grandfather was shot with his brother. And that night uh, when there was fighting and they were seen as uh, friends of the Tsar, they um, were getting hunted down, and so they left. Uh, they left where they were living uh, in Russia uh, at that time, and they fled into China, into the sort of the northern parts of China near the border there, and there was a couple of guys there, uh, a lot of them, 60 families, heaps of them, went in there. They started a whole Russian community. It's quite, it's quite amazing. And, um, and they, there was a rival, revival broke out in that place. There was a couple, of Ru- uh, a couple of Russian guys that were saved, and they went around preaching the gospel. And revival broke out in this place and they came to Christ, this family. And so this was Tanya's mother and um, her husband and all their relatives and Nadia. Yeah, have a good chat to Nadia. She um, um, was, I'm not sure how old she was, but she remembers um, them fleeing in the snow and you know, the hardships. And life was okay for a little bit for them, um, but then more fighting and then food shortages and stuff we don't know about in Australia at all. And so they would meet together from house to house with locked doors and pray and seek God. And they would hear from God. God would speak to them. And God warned them about going back to Russia. He said to them, the Russians are going to come and they're going to offer you houses, land and jobs and they're going to tell you to come back. And some of their relatives, and that's what happened. A few years later, the Russians came, come back to Russia. We'll bring you back. We'll give you all these goodies, treats. And when, they, when some of them went back, um, some of the families snuck over to see what was going on. They just took them across the border and just left them right there, stuck where they were. And they had hard times and they had hard lives because of it. But the Christians, they listened to God and they stayed in that area, which was still pretty tough. The opportunity to go back looked good because life was tough. Food was sure and, and uh, Tanya's grandfather was a hunter and he would hunt for food and bring back and they all sort of shared food. But then they were like, we, one guy got to Shanghai. His wife was really sick. She had a miracle, miraculously healed. Um, but he got some papers because they didn't have papers. And they got these papers and he started organising things and started getting them down to Hong Kong, which was hundreds and hundreds of kilometres. And so they got on trucks uh, and... Um, Tanya with her three other siblings and her mum, who was nine months pregnant got in a truck, the truck broke down, there was others there, there was obviously Tanya's grandfather and, and, um, uh, and um, other, other family members and they got in this truck, the truck broke down so they got off the truck, it's snowing it's like cold uh, and then um, a logging truck came, so they got on the back of a logging truck, I'm not sure if you've seen a logging truck um, but it's not first class. Um, and so they sat between the logs in the cabin, which is outside. Uh, and so they just wrapped everything up around them. They, they went, and they, they went for a couple of hours on this logging truck, got on a the train. They didn't have tickets. Miraculously, the conductor gave them a ticket. They got down to um, the, the border, going into Hong Kong, and the Red Cross was there. Um, Sarah, uh, Tanya's mother gave birth there to... Um, Sarah's uncle, Steve, was born there, right on the border, and um, got him. The Red Cross got him across. They eventually got papers, and they came to the Promised Land. uh, And praise the Lord for that little story in a nutshell. But you know, I've told that in a very. But talk to these guys, and they'll tell you a lot more because they people were freezing and dying, and they saw dead people, and Chinese people were starving, and there was fighting. And they were fleeing, and it was it was tough. And but what I want to note, what I want to notice is that they were listening to God, and they were walking with God. They were following God, and they were simply hungry for God because they needed Him. We live in Australia, we got it easy. We don't need God, but we do. You know, you go down the beach and. It's beach time. It's it's easy life, and I know some of you have travelled different parts of the world, whether it be in Pakistan or in uh, well, you know, Mexico or or, or different areas in Indonesia and um, Bali and and different places. And you you've seen different things, you've seen smelled different smells, and you know we have an easy and uh, still though there is a hunger in hearts for something more. There's a hunger for God, and we carry, we walk with the one person whose everyone is longing for. His name is Jesus. Isn't that right? His name is Jesus. So this year, I want to encourage you to walk with God as these people have gone in the past. Aren't you grateful for people who walk with God? If you think about people in your life or you've encountered, maybe you haven't, well, you have today because there's a lot of people here. If you're here and you don't know anyone who walks with God, there's probably someone just beside you. But aren't you grateful for people who have walked with God in your life? Just connecting with Him, just doing their thing, and then they say, they say something to you and, and it impacts your life. And people, I'm grateful for people who have walked with God. I think about Chris and Ruth and even Pastor Phil Pringle, and he just got saved and he just wanted to love people and he started a house church, he, started, he was going to church, started a house church, and he wanted to start a church, came to Australia. What a great thing. He was just walking with God and Chris and Ruth, they just connected with God and then they were walking with God, they met each other and what a fantastic story they have in the Russian, going to Russia and being missionaries for a couple of years and then coming back and feel like God brought them to the coast. Praise the Lord that that happened, that they followed God and that they're here. So grateful for people who walk with God. When you read through the Bible, it just presents the whole way through, people who have walked with God and people who haven't. And you see how their lives pan out and what they do. And, and uh, you know, the disciples, when Jesus was there, they walked with God. It's pretty deep. They followed God around. They walked with him. They just followed him around. And they had some ups and downs. You know, Peter... He had the great revelation of who Jesus is. And and interestingly, they didn't quite get on until after after the, the resurrection. They sort of were all sort of jostling for this position of being who's the greatest disciple. Well, in that moment, you know, Peter thought he was the greatest disciple following Jesus. And Jesus says to them, who do the people say I am? Which is probably the most important question you can answer here today. Who do you say that Jesus is? And the disciples said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter's like, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. And Jesus like, blessed are you, Peter. Blessed are you, Simon, son of, I think his name was John. John, thank you. It's not the most important bit of the story, but anyway, it's important. Um, blessed to you, because this is not revealed to you by man, but by my Father, and on this rock I'll be, and he's having a top of the, he's just on top. He's thinking he's good, he's following Jesus, he's up there, he's the man, I'm the man, Peter now. The other disciples, I have the revelation, you guys. The next thing that Jesus does is start telling him about the crucifixion, and he's going to go and suffer, and on the third day, he's going to raise from Peter's like, Hang on a minute. Top dog's here. <laughs> Jesus, this is not part of the plan. You're going to kick the Romans out. I'm pretty sure he was thinking. And he's like, Get behind me, Satan, from the top straight to the bottom. There you go. How are we going now, Peter? Hey, put you in your place, buddy. You're following God, you're up and you're down. Hey, get behind me, Satan. I mean, I would never say that to my wife either. Ah, <laughs> and, uh, he's, he's, uh, and the next thing is that Jesus takes Peter, James and John and takes them up a mountain. And there Jesus, it says that he's transfigured. He becomes as bright as the sun. He's, yeah, everything's on the fire of the sun. Just, I don't know. suppose you'll find out when you go to heaven. That's what he looks like. And then Moses and Elijah appear and they're talking and Peter's always putting his... Words out first, let me build you a tent. How about that? I mean, of all the things to say in that moment, wouldn't you want to ask Moses about crossing the Red Sea or ask Elijah about some crazy moment that you've heard? Like, let me build you a tent. I'll put some tents up, boys. Don't worry about it. (laughs) There's not many more tents anymore. You go camping, It's a lot of work putting up a tent these days. Everyone's got a camper trailer or a caravan. Anyway, the cloud comes down Onto the mountain, and and a voice comes out of the cloud, at which they just fall face on the ground, they're terrified. And the the, the voice says what? Have we got a scripture. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. Listen to this guy. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Him. And people who walk with God all the way from the far north of China, all the way down into Hong Kong, all the way to Australia, people like that, people who walk with God, people like the disciples, people, they listen to Jesus. They listen to Him. They listen to what He says. They listen to what He's doing. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, 6, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own or we've turned to our own way. We don't want to listen. We don't want to listen to what God is doing a lot of the time. We want to do what we're doing. Listen to him. Listen to God. And God doesn't fit himself into our plans. He doesn't squeeze himself in. We go with his plan. He's God. He knows what's going on. He's incredibly intelligent. He comes first and our life will be found and centred in him. We live and we move and we have our being. Our lives come alive when he comes on the inside. He wants to share his life with you. You're a living spirit in a body. You might not think that or might not know that, but he thinks that. It's just the problem with sin is that your spirit is so wrapped up in your soul and in what your flesh wants. It's called the sinful nature. It's separated from him. He doesn't like that. He wants to get in there and just share some of his self-sustaining life. That's what he is. He doesn't need to eat. He doesn't need to breathe. He is breath. He wants to breathe into you. He wants to put life in your spirit so that you can listen to him. Hear him, what he's saying. What's he doing? Noah walked with God in his generation. He was one of a kind, literally, one of a kind. Genesis 6 verse 9 says, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. And he walked faithfully with God. It means that he listened to what God said, and then he did it. He built an ark. He built a massive boat, and he had to listen to what God said because if he had got it wrong, it could have gone bad. You know, if he didn't listen properly, imagine if Noah didn't listen and he just forgot to put the second coat of pitch on the inside of the ark, and the story could have gone. Oh, you know, on the eighteenth day, the the. Noah forgot to put the second coat of pitch on, so the water got in, and they all drowned, and everyone perished. That could have happened. But no, he listened to God. He was specific in how he was listening to God, and then he did what God said. Acts 13:36. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. It's not overly common for people to listen to God. I mean, there's more people now because of, we live in the season of grace. He's more readily available. You don't have to go to Israel and do all that stuff that they were doing, and he's here and you can hear him. It wasn't overly common, and David served God's purpose in his generation. Noah served him in his generation. Jesus walked with the Father, and he served God's purpose in his generation, and in all generations. He continues to serve God's purpose. Matthew Henry says, yet here is the difference. Christ was to serve all generations. May we look to him who is declared to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead, that by faith in him we may walk with God and serve our generation according to his will. And when death comes, may we fall asleep in him with a joyful hope of a blessed resurrection. I love reading a bit of Matthew Henry. What a guy. What a guy. Maybe you think, maybe you just don't do walking with God well enough. Or maybe you don't know how to. Or maybe you feel like you're just limping around, sort of doing well. you just just praying one minute, you're running one minute. You read the Bible, you're getting heaps out of it, and you can't. It's just dry. It's just, i read it and it didn't make any sense. And what's going on? I'm trying to walk with God. Where is God anyway? I haven't heard it from him. Oh, he hasn't rung me today. I haven't heard from him. Maybe you just sort of, you know, walk with God and you, you're just a bit stiff. That's your walk, it's a bit of a stiff walk. Just loosen up a bit, just relax. He loves you. Just come to him again. Just go again. Maybe you're just sort of, you know, taking two steps forward. He's a bit worried. If you can step sideways, you can step backwards and say, oh, We're gonna walk with God again. Right? It's sin, maybe I failed, maybe you didn't do it quite well. Well let's just go again. Let's just walk with God. Let's just if you try it and you try it, just try again. And walking with God simply means listening to him. And doing what he says. Jesus is walking along. He comes to a house, Martha's house. And they go in for lunch. They go in there and Martha's busy. She's got a schedule. She's got to get it done. She's got to make sure it's all good. And she's working real hard. But Mary just sits down. She just sits there. And she listens to what Jesus is saying. She just stops for a moment. I mean, we live in an age where there is just so much information and there's just so much screen time, isn't there? There's just, and then you've got a schedule. And then if you run a business or you go to work and then, you know, you get up in the morning, you've got this much time and then you've got to get out the door and you've got to watch the traffic. And then if you get in the traffic and then you get to get to work and then when you work, you just come back and when you come back, you get the kids, you've got to take the kids to sport and you get to sport and you have got to go to Sporty grounds, you've got to get your own training and then you've just got a full schedule. And when's the time to just sit? When's the time to just stop? When's your time to just sit with Jesus? When's your time just to sit and listen? So even sometimes our prayer life to be, oh, I can pray. I've got to be blessed this, and oh, how much time will God? And, okay, well, we've got to pray for this guy. I've going to pray for this guy. I pray for that guy. I've to pray for this guy. Oh, that guy's going to pray for that guy. And pray, oh, pray, pray for him. And it's just, when's your time just to be quiet? and just start to absorb a bit of Jesus, and just start to think, okay, where, where, am I, where are we going today? Are we walking together? The first thing I want to tell you is just to listen to God. If you're going to walk with God, listen to Him. Listen to God. Sit at His feet. Second thing about walking with God is listening to His Word. Listening to God lines up with Scripture. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a life to my path, isn't it interesting that sin came through Adam and Eve when they listened to what Satan had to say to them? They listened to it. It wasn't a problem. It wasn't good. Satan. They just listened to what he said, and then they did what he said. And it. You know, what was the sin? Was it the sin? Was was it the doing? Or was it the listening? And in that moment, they forgot about what God said. They forgot about what God said. We need to listen to the word of God. He tried the exact same thing on Jesus. When Jesus came and he's fasting and the devil comes to him, he goes, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. I'm sure you're hungry. You haven't eaten for a while, 40 days. It's a long time. Have some bread. Come on, make some bread. These stones could be lovely sourdough loaves. Can you smell it? I can smell it. I can smell it. So he's tempting him. Jesus came back with, and it is written, it is written, Jesus said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Have you got something fresh in your heart from God through his word? Have you got something that's alive? Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes. From the mouth of God. Man doesn't just live by the natural. Man lives by something more in your spirit. That word gets in there. It will give you guidance. It will give you life. Man doesn't just live by natural things. Like we just, we just seem to fill our lives with stuff. It doesn't make you all happy. But what brings you joy and peace is when you're connecting with God and getting that word In your life, man doesn't live by bread, but by every word. The last thing I want to share with you is listen to other people who walk with God. Listen to other people who walk with God. Yeah? Listen to other people who walk with God. And God has always used people, hasn't he? Some people say, well, when God shows up, then I'll believe in him. Well, he'd be showing up a lot, especially in Australia, If that was the case, God shows up. God uses other people. When he wanted to save the world, he sent Noah in a boat. When he wanted to save the world, the next time he made, he just came as a man, Jesus. And then he saved the world. God uses people. God uses people all the time. I was reading one of Yongy Cho's books, awesome pastor. Went to be the Lord not long ago. And when he came to Christ, he had tuberculosis. He was dying. And there was a, a young girl there. And she just loved him, and he was a Buddhist, and he just was rough with her, and because he was dying, he just fogged her off, but she just kept loving him and praying for him, and telling him about God, and telling him about the Jesus man, the god man and and so eventually her her passion she didn 't have long to live, wore him down and and he came to Christ, and what an incredible Person, what an incredible life! But it was just that this girl was walking with God and happened to be right there with Him. And God always uses other people. Moses listened to his father in law, he brings the people out, millions of them. What a job! He has the rod of God, the staff, brings them through the Red Sea into the desert brings them out and Jethro comes to visit and brings his sons and his wife because at that time they were separated and he brought them in there and they had the celebration and a feed and the next day, Moses sat on the judgment seat and he adjudicated all the people's problems from morning till night and Jethro like, what are you doing? Let me give you a word of advice. That's what he said. Let me give you some advice. Now listen to me and let me give you a word of advice and may God be with you. And he said, look, don't take on all the problems. Delegate. Get these guys to do this and these guys to get hundreds and fifties and get some godly men and you take on the big cases. Otherwise, you're going to wear yourself out. And it says in Exodus 18.24, Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. I think sometimes if Moses was Australian, he would have gone, yeah, nah, look, uh, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I've got the rod of God. Been through the Red Sea. I got this. I got this. I'm sweet, mate. Sweet. Yeah. No worries. No worries. No dramas. Yeah, nah. I'm pretty sure if Moses listened, I'm I'm sure, listen to people who walk with God. Listen to other people who walk with God. Listen to other people who walk with God. We had this woman in our church, came to Sarah for advice. But really what she wanted to do was to get Sarah to agree with her point of view and her side of the story. Sarah was really quite discerning and she just gave her the truth. You need to, you know, you need to come to Jesus. You need to walk in love and forgive and you need to move forward. You need to work through this. You need to walk, walk in God. Wouldn't listen. Wouldn't listen. Oh, it's good advice. Forgiveness, it's great advice. I think Australian people have problem with advice or Maybe not all, but you know, I think this young guy. I mean, maybe it's just young guys, because I'm around a lot of young guys. This young guy working for me, and he starts talking about a car. I'm going to get this car. I'm like, don't get that car. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. To get this car. Don't, don't. the salesman's just going to rip you off, mate. Don't buy this car. It's like 30 grand. I'm like, he's a young guy. He's got a daughter, broken relationship, not really getting on with his partner, and it's hard already. I'm like, mate, that's going to cause financial pressure. Don't buy this car. It's like, yeah, yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Next, next, he's getting closer. I was like, mate, here's a ute. I've got a ute. It's worth five, take it, 500 bucks. Just take my ute. Just don't buy this car. Put too much pressure. Buys this car, doesn't he? Of course he does. He's got this car. Right. So this car, I'm like, oh, man, okay. So then, financial pressure. So then he's getting cranky at work. Then he can't work properly. He can't even think straight. And then he's getting into drugs because he needs to get more money to pay for this car. I'm like, oh, just just listen to some advice. Just, just, Just bang your head against a brick wall. Just, just, what? Like, you've got a child. And it just went so bad for him. Crashed the car, written off. Just, oh, just like, just like, oh my goodness, that salesman just saw you coming. Just don't, just listen. I mean, that was just, I mean, he wasn't saved, but saved people. We need to listen to people who walk with God. So many times I've seen a young guy come to church, get his life right with God, start walking with God, start, start talking about biblical things, and then, then a girl comes. It's like, yeah, God brought her along. I'm like, yeah, of course he did. Of course, Of course he did. Several times I've seen other people in our church then go and say to a couple of these young guys, don't do that. Just wait. One guy I couldn't even wait. Couldn't wait. It's so like, just wait, mate, just wait. She only got divorced two months ago. Just wait a minute. It's like, surely there's something wrong with that. Surely you could just wait. But no, nah, where are they? I mean, eternity's a long time. I mean, we worry about just so many things. And if you got eternity and then you got your life, how big is your life here? This is what, this is, you can't even make a dot small enough you cannot make a dot small enough even if you think of the size of the universe I mean the last time I looked at someone that said something about the universe it was like oh yeah we estimate that there's 2 trillion galaxies and in each galaxy there's between 300 and 500 billion stars yes the big bang was pretty big I suppose I mean how long is eternity just, just listen to people who walk with God Just listen. It just couldn't be easier, could it? If you want to hear God, if you want to walk with God, who's walking with God? We had this guy in our church, and he went to our pastor, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I I think I'm not sure what I want to do." Pastor's like, "You'd be a good teacher. You would make a really good teacher." You know what he did? He went and he he went to become a teacher. He went to become a teacher, and he's like, "This is the best ever." It was just a simple conversation. It's just like, yep, yeah, I'm going to be a teacher. And then he comes to, the, comes to get advice and he's like, there's this girl. I'm thinking about this girl all the time. And she's in church. And the pastor's like, 'Why not you marry her? <laughs> One of the best proposals I've ever seen in the life of this church. And it was by Tim Ashby to Nikki. Oh, I mean, there was a guitar and there's it's like singing, and then Tim had this fake flower. And, it was and then what he had, he'd he see, and then his last one was, Will you marry me? Something like that. It was a lot better, sorry. It's not an, it's not an audition for the... And then he popped open the ring, and he just like, Will you marry me? And just popped open the flower, came the top came off, and he's down on one knee, and there's a ring, and, and Nicky couldn't say no on the, on the altar, could you? But how hard is it to walk with God? It is one of the easiest things that you can do. Can we have the band come up? I'm going to pray. So there's this great scripture in Philippians. It says this one thing I do when Paul is talking about. He's not quite made it. He's got a few faults. This is one thing I do: forgetting what is behind. I press on to the upward call of God in Christ. And uh, I don't know where you're at today and whether you, you need to freshen up a bit, you need to connect with God or you want to move forward this year walking with him. It's not hard. He has made it really... The gospel is a very simple message that God loved the world so much that he sent his son... To die on a cross to take away sin. He didn't come to weigh you down with rules and regulations and all you know, when God started the world he had one rule. One. Oh look, Adam and Eve, I advise you not to eat from this tree. Because when you do, you're gonna die. What a what a what a rule. I mean, I don't know how many people have got to heaven and seen Adam and gone, What were you thinking, mate? He never made it hard. He's never made it hard. People make it hard. People get complicated. People want to add religion and rules and stuff. And yeah, you, you know, Jesus commanded this. He said, love each other. There's a reason. It's because you're probably going to have to make a decision to love someone sometime because sometimes we mess up. We say the wrong thing. But he doesn't make it hard. He just he wants to love you. He wants to walk with you this year and walk you into the plans and the purposes that he has for your life.